0: Welcome to another edition of Elevate Your Grind, brought to you by the Cannabis Lab. My name is Todd Rosales, and I am your host. Um, as with any new endeavor, there's always going to be a few technical difficulties. Uh, for some reason, we had an issue getting to the Cannabis Lab Facebook page, so this is actually going to be live on my personal page. And if you're watching this, you know that already. But hopefully, we'll get into the C-Lab account, and that everybody else can enjoy this together with us. Uh, if not, then I guess I'll just have a whole bunch of new personal fans to uh, watch my podcast here. But it's very much unfortunate that we are having these technical difficulties, and hopefully Robert and Evan figure out how to get this to you. As always, in about two weeks, we'll re-premiere this episode, so this way you can watch along with us, we can answer some Q&A for you, and everybody can enjoy it together. But with that being said, we have a, uh, I would say, a titan in the state of Florida when it comes to the cannabis industry. Uh, she is the chief marketing officer at one of, not one of, the largest cannabis company in our state and probably one of the most successful cannabis con- companies in the country right now. Uh, again, she's been featuring a lot of publications better than this one. She's probably been in a lot of shows better than this one, but we are lucky enough to have her here today. Um, please welcome Valda C- Coryat And she just told me how to say her name before this and I already <laughs> butchered it, but the chief marketing officer of TrueLeave.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me on.
0: No, thank you so much for joining. I, I I'm very honored to have you on the show. To to have someone of your caliber join us is absolutely incredible.
1: Well, I you know I'm really humbled, and uh, you know I'm joining an amazing industry that's growing incredibly fast, and with a company, they all knew what they were doing before I got here. So I just need to make sure that I come in and uh, you know add some of the cream to the top.
0: Very cool. So you've been in your position for a very lengthy, I don't know, five, six months. Six months. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I guess let's just kind of address the topic in the room, right? You get this job at TrueLeave. It's, um, you know, from looking at your LinkedIn, it looks like you were kind of doing your own thing, brought on to TrueLeave. and we'll figure out how that happened. But three, four months in, boom, pandemic. What's that like? What does your world turn into when all of a sudden everything that you plan for, all the strategic initiatives you have, you may not be able to accomplish them.
1: Well, I guess let's start with um, I was born in the Caribbean and we all live in Florida. Okay, so we know how when a hurricane hits or some sort of disaster, natural disaster, we know how to pivot. Uh, we know how to plan as best we can if we know it's coming. Uh, COVID certainly is not a hurricane, uh, you know, or a, a tornado, but in some ways, I think that the effect of it, it did have that effect on a lot of the people. So from a business standpoint, uh, the leadership team, you know, got together and really focused on, I think a couple of things, one operationally, how do we make sure that we can get much needed medicine to our patients? We were considered an essential service. And so that allowed us to keep our doors open. But we also thought about public safety, right? So we heeded all of the um, uh, direction that was given to our state government and health officials, Uh, you know, really made sure that we put into place uh, curbside pickup, encouraged online ordering, increased delivery, Um, you know, took chairs out of the waiting room so that that ensured that there was more social distancing, made sure we protected our patients. I'm I'm sorry, our employees as well as our patients in terms of um, having masks and hand sanitizer and all of the things to keep everyone safe. But most importantly, still, you know, keeping calm through the storm, focusing on those essentials that would allow us to continue operating business.
0: Very cool. And I I can only imagine what that was like, you know, just being that much time on the job and having to figure out a whole new way to do things. But in the cannabis industry, it's kind of what we do all the time, being in a regulated industry where the targets are always moving. So I'm sure it's helped keep you on your toes. But I kind of want to get into your background a little bit because I I read a really interesting article on you doing my due diligence for this interview. And it was on your time with the, I think it was the National Mango Board. That's Um, right. (laughs) And I I read, yeah, which is awesome, first of all, because I love at the end, you go, uh, people don't realize that there is a national mango board, and I didn't either. You know, when you look at, you were the head of branding and marketing for mangoes, you would think, like, mangoes, people know mangoes, don't they?
1: (laughs) Well, I'm staying tropical, as you can tell, right? (laughs) I think cannabis likes to grow in uh, warmer climates. Uh, You know, there's also that myrcene connection, if you will, for those who know that mangoes contain myrcene, and that's certainly one of the terpenes that can be found in cannabis as well, certain strains. Um, And so the National Mango Board was really interesting, that opportunity came to me, and I remember being shocked that it even existed, right? Because like you said, it's a fruit, you know, you go to a grocery store, you choose from what's there, mango's there, okay, great, I have a mango or pineapple, banana, whatever it is, but it turns out there's a a ton of these, you know, commodity boards out there, and so that was really my introduction to agricultural marketing, as I say, right? So there's a a mix of kind of education, because in, in the case of that particular fruit, people actually... One of the funniest things is folks don't know how to cut a mango or necessarily how to eat it. And I always was very humored by that because as a child, I didn't even need a knife, right, to get at that really juicy mango fruit, the pulp. Um, And so, you know, I kind of had some fun with that, not only educating people on the health benefits of it, but also kind of you know, telling people to relax. Like it's okay if some of that juice oozes down your hand and you're just enjoying the moment. It's kind of like when you eat ribs, right? Some of the best food out there, you know, some really good barbecue or what have you. I mean, your, your fingers are in there. You're, you're getting into it. So there's health value, but there's also certainly enjoyment.
0: You know, based on what you just said, I can take this podcast in so many different tangents that would take us off the cannabis industry based on barbecue and tropical fruit and everything, but we'll try <laughs> to stay on topic here. And you must have done a great job because I can tell you once a week I have a 7-month-old daughter and I'm peeling mangoes and steaming them and putting them in the blender for her for her food yeah. for the week. So, you know, you you got us, but the the most interesting part of that interview to me was You know, and I don't know your story and how you got into cannabis and we're about to ask you that. But if you replaced the word mango with cannabis in that story... The story of a lot of other people in the industry, just you know, being around it, seeing the benefits, seeing how it's helped people's lives, um, seeing other people enjoy it, how they enjoy it, having a passion for people enjoying it—you know—that that that story can easily be translated. So, you know, you have a really diverse background, and and, you know, you you spent time in the pharmaceutical uh, industry, you've had time in the skincare industry, other amazing companies, Heineken for one of them, but. It was mangoes. It looks like you went off on your own and then truly. So how did you find yourself in the cannabis industry? And it was, was it something that was part of your life prior to it? And you know, what drives you to, to just keep going in this space?
1: So really interesting question, right? And I, I tell you, anyone that meets me say, yep, Val just connected to the Caribbean like that, you know, hands down. Um, and, and so the true leave opportunity actually, um, came to me, not from Trueleaf directly, but from a recruiter, right? So they saw my background, asked, you know, saw that I live in Florida. I'm sure that had something to do with it. Um, you know, it's a little easier to convince somebody who's in Florida to relocate within Florida than it is some folks who are outside of Florida. Uh, and then true. the other piece of it, is, you know, uh, I think they wondered, would would I be willing to work in cannabis? And I think that is a question that's often asked because not everybody's willing to take that leap, right? Mm -hmm. For a lot of reasons, whether it's the stigma that's associated with it or um, just wondering, you know, long-term, if I do this now, am I going to be kind of, you know, not considered later on or what have you? But the truth is for me, as I tell people with my, my cultural background, We believe in plants as part of health and healing, right? So my immediate family is from an island called Dominica, and it's between Martinique and Guadeloupe. And literally the national motto uh, speaks to, it's it's in French, but after God is the earth. And so it's very much about natural foods. Um, You know, I, I joke and I say, you know, there's a tea for every ailment that you have there. So, it's not pharmaceutical. And I also joke that I wish I had written all the recipes that my grandmother knew because I have no idea what leaves they were boiling and creating tinctures from and God knows whatever else. I just saw it being used as medicine in a sense, right? So, for me, I'm not afraid to get out there and say that, you know, cannabis is a very powerful plant, it has healing properties. It's a complex plant that actually I don't think we even know the full potential of it. So coming into cannabis on the medical side for me, it was a no brainer, right? I've always, like I said, I've always believed in plants as being good for your health, um, both from a consumption standpoint in terms of food, uh, but also from a healing standpoint, because like I said, my grandmother to me was the original healer.
0: Now, and you're 100% right. So, you know, we've had Ricky Williams on this podcast before and he's spent, you know, since he left the NFL studying herbalism and I've got to spend a lot of time with Ricky and he's opened my eyes to this and and using herbs and everything else to heal yourself. And, you know, I look at it and there's no, we, we still need to rely on conventional medicine, but I think there's something to be said by using herbs and plants and other things for at least preventative care and maintenance Mm -hmm. and, you know, and and even feeling better in some aspects. And, but at some point there is conventional medicine, right? You get surgery. There's not too many plants that are going to keep you from feeling a knife cutting your skin open. Right. But for everything else, why are we not relying on plants? Mm
1: -hmm. And certainly preventative to your point, right? I mean, one of the things I think is the most fascinating that I actually didn't learn until I started reading up and studying things myself when I got into the industry is the endocannabinoid system, right? So if you talk to doctors who've gone to medical school here in the United States, that's not taught. It's literally a system in our body. (laughs) It exists. It's known. Uh, But there's no real teaching of it in medical school. Uh, And so you know, knowing that and knowing, you know, the the true power of CBD with some THC in it, right? From a an entourage mm-hmm. effect and so forth, like all of this stuff is like new knowledge. So it still fascinates me. I'm still learning. Um, I joke though that my mind is still blown, and it's probably blown every week uh, <laughs> that I work, because when I came in, of course, the Caribbean, everybody thinks of, you know, Bob Marley and. Reggae music and Rastafarianism. So, you know, they think a ganja. And I tell people that are friends of mine, I said, this is not Rastaman business. And the reason I say that is because um, we're not just dealing with the flour that you smoke, right? So there's all of the extracts and the oils that are taken from the plant. So it's not just tinctures. There's, you know, obviously there's vaping, there's concentrates, there's just so many dish- different forms that come from. The cannabis plant that that blew my mind. So that I think if anything was the new stuff that I learned coming in. Um, but certainly the, the flower side of
0: things, I get it. No, a 100%. And you know, if I look on your website, which I have the ability to do right now, I mean, if I go to the shop tab, there's one tab for flower and then like, of course, my computer is going too slow to actually make this a flow in the conversation. But you've got... <laughs> I don't know, 14 different tabs for other things that are more than just flour. Yeah, right? and not just so,
1: inhalable. You know, we, we've, got, uh, we've got a lot of different forms. We launched a true powder, uh, which you can add to tea or coffee. It's best when you mix it with warmer uh, beverages. And, you know, again, that's delivering the benefits of, um, of cannabis. And in a form, like I said, I never would have thought of a powder. <laughs> coming from true. you know the the typical uh you know ganja as some people know it
0: true powder add to cart for coffee noted <laughs> um <laughs> no and i i think it's great and so so you know as somebody who focuses on marketing for a living um i dabble right so when i look at the sale you have to make to get a new cannabis consumer not the traditional people who have been using it but to get the quote unquote Chardonnay mom to, to pull from the MedMen commercial, or, you know, your typical average adult to look at it. I think what you guys are doing is very beneficial because there's two sales involved there. If you want to sell it the traditional way. And I mean, either through, uh, through flour or vapes, you have to convince someone that a, they want to try cannabis for a specific ailment, whatever reason it is. And then B you're probably because you're reaching out to a wellness customer, having to convince them to inhale something, which is probably foreign to them because they don't smoke. They're a wellness customer, right? Mm-hmm. So is it, you know, is, is that really a driving factor behind all these other delivery methodologies?
1: That is part of it. I mean, I think, you know, for one, there are some people due to their health conditions, they can't smoke, right? Or, you know, yeah. they, they have an aversion to that. So we try to make sure that we, um, are, creating products that allow the healing benefits of cannabis to be as accessible to as many people as possible. And I say that also in terms of the various, say, price points that we have of our products. Uh, The other thing too is, you know, we do have the RSO product, which we highlighted today. Um, and you know, the Rick Simpson oil is, is well-known, you know, there's lots, um, of history there and, and great experience. Um, so again, that's one of the things we have in our product line. So it's a matter of, um, understanding, uh, that really it all starts with their doctor's recommendation, right? We're here basically to fulfill that recommendation. Uh, and knowing the various, um, conditions, right, that, uh, medical cannabis was approved for. and. For in the state of Florida, um, that's why we keep the product mix that we do. We have um, topicals, right? Uh, Someone who may be dealing with, you know, a a type of arthritis or what have you, the topicals are helpful. I think the other thing too is why people do buy in is, um, you know, I kind of also when uh, the the industry started to grow and before I joined it, I remember driving through because I lived in Orlando before moving to Tallahassee. And you would see CBD signs pop up like outside of a gas station. And I called CBD like the, you know, um, like people were sprinkling fairy dust (laughs) into, you know, everything. Right. CBD was popping up everywhere. And uh, really, there's a question, I think, if you um, are buying a product from a place that you can't then see the lab results from, which you can with all of our products. Um, Because when we say that there's a certain percent of CBD or THC in it, we stand behind that because it's been validated by an outside lab and so forth. So for me, it's make products accessible in the form that is helpful and useful to that particular patient based on the conditions that they're trying to manage. Um, I also have to say it doesn't have to be, medicine doesn't have to be yucky, right? It doesn't have to be a horrible experience. So when we um, have tinctures, for example, uh, one of our brand partners is Binsk, we share recipes. Uh, we don't have edibles out yet. So there you go. You can you can make things at home. Um, and <laughs> using tinctures is one way to do that. True Clear is very um, popular for that as well.
0: Very cool. And, and I know the capsules are really good for, for people who... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just want to take it normally like any other medication. That's actually my mom is a patient and that's what she uses to help her sleep. Um, so you guys have something for everything for sure. Now I kind of want to turn this more so into what you're going to be doing going forward. You know, everything that I read looked like truly brought you on to help them build their national presence right Mm -hmm. now from an investing standpoint, you guys are killing it. There was something that Uh, someone from truly posted said, really honored to be on the Forbes list of three profitable companies, not the top 10, not the top 20, not the top 25, three in the entire country. And it was you guys planet 13 and I think Liberty, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. So you guys are, are, are doing it right. You've got 50 dispensaries in the state of Florida. So Uh, now you're turning
1: nationwide, actually 48 in Florida. 50 nationwide, because we've got one in uh, California and Connecticut.
0: This is, thank you for that. So 48 here in the state, 50 nationwide. How do you start approaching new markets that you're not in? Um, You know, in the state of Florida, you guys came out fast and strong and scaled up big, and you know, you've got everything done right here in Florida. How do you approach another market that has different restrictions and hope to mimic the success that you've had here?
1: Well, that's a very big question, but I'll answer it from a marketing perspective uh, mm-hmm. for me. And you, as you mentioned, Heineken and, and some of the other companies that I've worked for that are global brands, actually. Um, one is by knowing who you are as a brand, right, and what you stand for, right? Your brand really is, um, it's a promise, right, to consumers, if you call them consumers, patients, or customers, the other thing, which is part of the discipline, I think, that I bring here is absolutely being very methodical about knowing that end customer or, or consumer and patient. There's research involved in that, that we can do primary research. Nobody else would have those results. Uh, there's data that you can buy uh, from certain organizations that collect that nationwide, So, and they would have it by state. Um, and then there are probably assumptions that you make, right? Depending on whether or not it is a, um, a, a medical only, or is it a state that is both medical and recreational that changes the game completely because the, I guess the reasons why someone would come into our dispensary if it's purely medicinal versus if it was purely recreational Mm -hmm. are very different. The way that that patient or consumer makes a decision about whether to one enter our doors or two once they enter make a purchase the more that we know about them the better we can build a marketing plan one to be discoverable because when we enter another market they're gonna have to find us and you can't necessarily I, i grew up in the northeast right so i grew up in connecticut lived in new york for the majority for all of my adult life until i moved to florida You can't expect somebody who's very neighborhood or in the state state of New York, for example, they're borough focused, right? Some people stay in the Bronx and never go to Brooklyn, and vice versa. Um, But when you're in, you know, when you're in some of these other states, you can't expect that somebody's going to drive by and see you. So we know how important digital is, digital marketing, um, not only from a social media. That's just one component of digital, but are people searching Google for various things. And then as they search, let's say for cocktail recipes, this is an erect context, right? You know, maybe whatever the popular cocktail of the moment during that week, you know, around Cinco de Mayo, is it margaritas? All of a sudden you put in keywords and they're searching for something and they happen upon your Mm -hmm. brand, right? We did a lot of that with Mango where People might have thought, oh, I've already got a recipe for something, but all of a sudden Mango became discoverable as a matter of course in their everyday lives. So really understanding, I think, SEO, digital marketing, the full scope of things, targeting, uh, but at the base of it all is who is that consumer base? How well do you know them? How well do you know their wants and their needs? And then finding a way in that market, regardless of what competitors are there, to really differentiate yourself and your products from that competitor. And that really means that you have to do some sort of research and understand what their brands and their products stand for.
0: That That's incredible. And you guys have done a great job of that in Florida so far. Um, you know, as you look at these new markets and you're doing your research and you're coming up with your customer profiles and then eventually gets to a point, like you said, digital and everything else where you're going to have to start picking your channels, you know, I'm assuming your traditional playbooks from past companies don't work the way that they did in the past because there wasn't the severe regulations that cannabis has. Now, I'm sure the closest experience you had to that with Heineken, because I'm guessing and I don't know that with an alcoholic beverage, there are certain platforms that are dedicated to kids that you can't use, and we don't want to use those anyway. Mm -hmm. But have you found it more difficult In the cannabis world, because of the restrictions on Facebook and Google and a lot of the new digital platforms, and are you able to find ways around that? Um, You know, I'm going to take a random guess and say things like True Talks and and building your own content platform is kind of a way to circumvent those rules.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but I think that's where our website becomes important as well, right? As a a landing landing spot for a lot of uh, people. But besides that, I mean, we follow the rules, right? Um, We know what we can't. Um, But the True Talks, you know, for example, was one of the things that came out of COVID. uh, For a company that has very strong relationships uh, with the community, right, the communities in which we operate, we saw not only an opportunity to provide some relief to people who were suffering, our first True Talk actually talked with, you know, shared information on if you had lost health insurance or you needed food or you needed some other type of Lutheran social services came on and, and walk people through, okay, here are some practical next steps that you can take to get some relief from this hard condition that you're in. So we definitely, I think, tap into, um, using mediums, not only as a way to say, Hey, come buy our product, but also to be meaningful in people's lives. And I think when you start to do that, we you know there's a saying within Leave that we grow one patient at a time, right? And then the word of mouth that travels from that great experience that that patient had um, is incredible, you know, and that you can't pay for. So, you know, thinking, I think, both with the head and heart as we go about our marketing is really important. But to answer your question about is it harder, it is. I tell people, my friends that are in marketing that, have never left the beauty industry or have never left spirits. I I was like, I can't even explain to you how difficult this is. I mean, (laughs) I literally cannot do paid on social. Think about that for a minute. The way most brands grow on social, Facebook as a pay to play platform, it's amazing that we're at about 83,000 followers right now on our main Facebook page for Truly, that means that that was primarily organic growth. That means that we have an audience of people that are extremely passionate, right? I think one of the things that you can't um, negate also is because the industry is so new and because of the way it came about, right? There were a lot of activists. I know a lot of them. You know, Some of them we partner with as a brand. Hey, Sunshine Cannabis. (laughs) Um, But there's a lot of folks that are out there who were, you know, in the trenches early on, trying to get the legislation passed, and they're still out there. you know So they fought to get it legal. It is legal now. So that community grew. I mean, it' sprung from the beginning, and we've kind of maintained that. And I think beyond that, though, um, there's still a lot of people, I know it for a fact, because the conversations I had when I accepted this job were illuminating. People I never thought touched cannabis. When they heard I got this job, all of a sudden, I started having conversations with people who's like, hey, by the way, you know, either, you know, can you get me some? First of all, no, that's illegal. <laughs> I am not going to be giving you free product like I did Colgate toothpaste or whatever. Um, you know, but, you know, what, I, what um, I realized is there are a lot of people who are bought in, but maybe have not yet um, gotten their medical card. Right. So they they're kind of right there on the on the cusp. And that's why I'm not surprised, you know, whenever we look at the OMMU reports every week to see continued patient growth in the state of Florida. Right. Because there are still a lot of people out there who believe in the power of the plant, who have found relief maybe and did it illegally for some period of time and now are actually relieved um, to not have to go about it that way.
0: No, I, I I Agree with that wholeheartedly. It's funny, you know, I my my actual profession is in technology. I'm a, a technology consultant. And it's funny when you go to a non-cannabis event and people find out that you work in the mm-hmm. cannabis industry, all of a sudden it becomes like a, a, a talking point and you got a circle around you, like you're the popular person yeah. in high school and people want to know everything about it and and this, that, and the other, and they start sharing stories. And like you said, you're looking at them like, wait a second. You, you? you use cannabis?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah. It, it, it's really interesting to see that. And, you know, I, I think it's really cool what you guys have done because Truly does have a very big community outreach platform, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, within C Lab, a lot of your community advocates and doctor advocates and patient advocates come through C Lab. They're very, you know, there's always Truly stuff around. There's always people willing to help educate. And I really commend what you guys did when COVID hit to take that community feeling and bring it online. And it's not just through the true talks. I mean, candidly, you're the third true leave executive that we've had on this podcast, um, since the pandemic hit and it, it it wasn't that hard to get you guys to come on
1: and other people wouldn't come on. Is that what you're saying? (laughs)
0: I mean, you you know, TrueLeave is reaching out to us. They want to contribute content and other people, we got to chase them down. So I won't oh, say wow. anything against anybody else, but we appreciate you guys coming on and sharing your knowledge. That's what this podcast is all about.
1: Well, I think the word you said is is key, right? So content. So there's definitely a whole area around content marketing. Um, that, you know, we saw the True Talks as an opportunity to have, you know, a series that would extend during, would happen during COVID, but extend beyond that, um, you know, and we're continuing to use different forms of video and so forth. And I think one of the other things, too, that people will find is we can bring you along on this journey in a way that's not intimidating. You know, there, that, that's actually some a, a bit of an insight that I'll share, not the competitors' uh, I'm not going to give it all away. But I think for some people, they're intimidated. They may not think it's it's bad, but they're kind of, you know, a little afraid to walk into a dispensary. You know, are they going to be greeted? Are they going to look stupid? Like how, you know, almost like you do need someone to hold your hand. There's a population of people out there. So, you know, bringing people along, you know, educating them, giving them sort of courage, if you will, and inspiring them to say, hey, this can be a natural part of your life and by the way, natural, normal, functioning looking people <laughs> are a part of the community. It's not like everybody, you know, looks toasted.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, to I, I tend to preach every once in a while on this, but I think that there is an issue that the legacy cannabis industry, some of the advocates, and really the traditional community, as much as I love them and we're 100% standing on their shoulders, there is a kind of, don't forget about us. What about us? We've been here. We have the scars on our back. We did this so you guys can all grow. And we thank you for that. We really do. But the whole point of the fight and to end prohibition is to be what we are. We're in, I believe, and I could be wrong, cannabis seems to me to be a much more inclusive industry than most others. I would and agree. from what I, Right. You know, and and there's actually a topic I want to touch on that in a second, but we're a very inclusive industry. And I think the people who fought hard to get to where we are, like, yes, there is the traditional cannabis industry. And there are people that are going to want to smoke, smoke, strong cannabis. And that's they're going to be there. But we also want to open it up to the general public. And there needs to be someone who's educating the general public. And maybe they don't want to smoke a joint with you. And that's okay. Let them take their tinctures. Let them take their pills and everything else. And I, I, I have to say, I think truly is doing a very good job on bringing in the wider community while still bringing in brands like Sunshine to to appease the advocates.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I, I think um, part of the, and this is kudos to my, you know, fellow executive committee members. But um, you know, from a production standpoint, come on, we're you know. <laughs> we got that hands down, you know, in terms of keeping a, a supply of product out there that has depth and breadth, um, you know, for patients, it's huge, um, you know, on the sales side, all of the work that my other colleague does in, you know, making sure that um, opening the dispensaries, but even the ones who have been there, you know, from one through 47, for example, uh, that we're constantly improving every day is really huge. So we, we've got a team, you know, and our finance folks and, you know, information officer and all that, we just have a team of people that really care about doing this right. And, um, you know, and I think that, that patients, like I said, whether it's the ones that are like your mom that are just coming in for the CBD capsules, right, or uh, folks all the way to the heavy concentrates, uh, you know, they, they appreciate it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And going back to that level of acceptance, I think it's really interesting. What is it like to work for a company with so many female executive leaders? I mean, Chloe, you, Kim being the CEO. Um, listen, gentlemen, I I think we, they've proven us wrong. (laughs) Truly is one of the most profitable cannabis companies in the country. They've got a very strong female executive presence Mm -hmm. and, uh, hey, let's see what they can do because apparently the rest of us are not doing it, right? No. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, I think, you know, it's uh, purposeful in terms of choosing strong team members, period, right? Regardless of whether um, they wear pants like you do or whatever. We, uh, women wear pants now too, so that may be the wrong expression to use. But um it's not the first time you know, I worked for Avon way back when when Andrea Jung was CEO. So I've worked you know close to someone who was was a CEO of a major corporation. Uh, but I think regardless what I've found is good leadership is good leadership. Uh, and so what you you talked about uh, the industry, at least I can say for this company, I was proud to come on board and work under Kim um, because of that, because I think male or female, you would say, you know what, she's a strong CEO. And I think the more that people see examples, like I said, that are diverse, that, um, you know, demonstrate that you mentioned Chloe, who's, who's also phenomenal, um, you know, then they'll realize, Hey, you know what, maybe I need to just assemble the right team (laughs) and not necessarily, um, have them all look the same.
0: I, I think that, that Kim has done a great job putting together her team. Um, I'm going to credit her alma mater, Florida state university for that <laughs> sitting right here on the desk. Um, we will ignore the fact that I think she went to grad school at UF. We'll just completely remove that from her, her resume. But you know, on that note, you're in Tallahassee. I'm giving the, the truly brand credit. Florida state has supplying you with great employees. That's why you guys are growing so much. And, uh, you know coming from the caribbean going to new york orlando but can we get you on the florida state team i'm assuming you may not have a college team i'm sorry
1: hold on hold on hold on if you looked at my background duke university undergrad i'm sorry oh yeah that's right heck no blue devil i bleed blue i duke blue not that weak blue (laughs) That solid
0: royal blue. I've seen way too many Duke Duke basketball victories at Florida State's basketball stadium. Uh the the Donald L. Tucker Tucker Center. So yeah, yeah, I guess I guess we can't pull you over. Well, Valda, it's been an incredible conversation. I, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Um, you know, the unfortunate part is there's so many different topics that I can talk to you about. I mean, I didn't expect when you first came on that we'd be getting into the endocannabinoid system and, and the different <laughs> terpenes and realistically mangoes relationships to cannabis by, by mercine, right? Yeah. Um, we're going to have to do this again for sure, but thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything that we can help you promote before we let you go?
1: Oh, wow. Um, You know, I'm not going to pick a favorite product or anything like that, but I just would say to everyone, continue to follow us on social media, Um, you know, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, we have some YouTube videos as well, Uh, but also check out um, trueleave.com because we'll continue to have new and exciting products coming out in across multiple forms. And, uh, also some big news, uh, later, later in the summer.
0: Ooh, I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) And, you know, maybe you can leverage a little podcast to help announce it after it's already been on the true leave network.
1: There
0: you so, go. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you everybody at home for joining us today. Sorry about the tef- technical difficulties, but hopefully we got that fixed. If not, this episode will re-premiere in about two weeks and you can enjoy it because it was a good one. If you want more TrueLeave content that is not on their Facebook page, go over to YouTube and check us out at Elevate Your Grind. We've got great interviews with Chloe Grossman and Dee Williams, um, just learning more about TrueLeave, their process, and Really, it's an awesome company. Um, So check us out on YouTube. Please like the video and subscribe. I know when everyone asks you that, but if you like our content, that's the way that you support us. YouTube, elevate your grind. Like and subscribe. You can find us on Facebook at Canna Business Group. That is the C-Lab group. Facebook.com slash business Group. We go live there twice a week, and that's where you're gonna find our recordings. Um finally, if you want to join C Lab, it is a great platform. You get to meet people like Valda and the rest of True Leave, www.joincelab.com. We actually had Kim Rivers as one of our speakers at last year's conferences, and I'm sure she'll join us again. Um if you want to see what C Lab's all about, we've got an awesome panel going on. What day is today? Today's Tuesday, Thursday night. Um, It is meet the doctors. Actually, I believe that's next Thursday night, which is, I don't know the calendar. I really need to get my stuff together. One, two, three, four, June 4th, Thursday night at 6 PM. You can see that at www.joinclab.com. And the following week on June 11th, we're going to be putting together a panel on investing in cannabis, which would be a great one as well. Um, if you want to attend either of those, register at Join Lab.com. Put yourself as my guest, guest to Todd Rosales. Guys, this is another episode of Elevate Your Grind. Um, I certainly learned a lot today. I hope you did too, and we'll catch you next time.